Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Let's go. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, aka Girl from Harlem. And this is Ray Daniels, aka the Culture Referee. And this is the Guy Show. But, 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 the but, Culture uh, Report. The Culture Report. <laughs> you gotta say the Guy Show, Culture Report. <laughs> By the way, uh, like, share, subscribe. Uh, I always tell people it takes nothing to show support. Uh, but in our world, when you like, when you share, when you subscribe, it affects our business. So it costs you nothing, but it changes everything for us. So if you could do that, please do that. Yes, and we appreciate everything. And leave us comments because we definitely check the comments. Yeah, we know what you guys talk your know. shit. I don't care if you disagree. Talk your shit. Tamir's crazy. I, I was about to say, say. I'll be in there arguing with y'all. But you know what I was thinking about? What were we doing before Shazam? Like, if you wanted to find a song, like, in the club, how did y'all find songs back in the day? Because I was in the club this weekend, and I was Shazamming everything. Like, not back in the day. Shazam, that sounds Shazam, a little Shazam, mean. Shazam, it sounds a little me. mean, no. How did you, how did you do it back in the day? Well, back well, in ancient times. <laughs> back in the, early the late 1900s, what we would do is, if the song came on, you would have to go to the DJ and ask the DJ... Whose song is this? How the hell you gonna ask a DJ and he's playing like he got things to do? Oh no 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 no! When you heard, I I gave a perfect example. I can I remember when I was in the club and I heard Usher. You don't have to call. I just remember it loud and clear. And I remember we was in the club in Buckhead and I remember heard. I was like, Who the fuck is this? This is incredible. And went to the DJ like, Yo, who is this? He's like, This new Usher record. And you know, you just had to find it. But you also, it was more, you also had to go, it's the same thing online. It's just instead of talking to people online, you just talk to a person. People don't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> so Bad Bunny is getting sued for 40 million for a voice sample. Do you know anything about that? Uh, I would just say this, uh, people get sued. I want people to understand the concept of protecting yourself. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I'll tell you a story. 
I remember when we got sued, my team got sued, and in the middle of the process, someone, we was, you know me, I'm trying to protect my ass. They're like, so you know, you get sued. I don't know if anybody happens. By the way, if you're listening, this is how it goes. So you get sued. I was just about to ask. I was about to say, so you get sued. So you usually find out the news first. So I seen in the news, you know, such and such was being sued for a song. It was Miley Cyrus, We Can't Stop. It was being sued. Okay, I didn't think nothing of it. I'm like, what? what a, that, uh, that's weird that somebody sued us, but it was some bullshit, by the way, too. And then what happens is, is now a lawyer hits us and said, hey, you guys are a part of this lawsuit if you're named in a lawsuit, right? And then once you do that, now you have to hire a litigator. Once you hire a litigator, you have to hire a litigator for all the parties. Who pays this? I'll, I'm about okay, to get to okay, that. It's usually... Usually, so let's say, for example, someone sues the God Show. If they sue the God Show, they just sue Ray Daniels and the God Show, you don't have nothing to worry about. <laughs> I got it. But if they list your name in the lawsuit, now we got to get a litigator. I feel like it's going to be my name. No, no, at no, the no, time. no, no. I'm saying if they list your name <laughs> in the lawsuit, we get a litigator. So what happens is, is I see the news and I'm like, all right, cool. A couple of days later, a lawyer calls, like, you guys will be a part of this lawsuit. I'm like, okay, what that mean? He said, oh, that means you got to hire a litigator. Okay, so are we paying for it? He was like, well, it's four parties. Mike Will, Molly Cyrus, Sony, you guys. Okay, cool. So the litigator, and usually you want to hire one litigator because one litigator or one firm handles everything. So I'm like, all right, cool. No problem. So I'm like, well, how much does a litigator cost? Oh, well, the, the, the down payment is $200,000. What? The fuck? But, but it's a lie. Why you just don't tell them that that's not true? They was like, it doesn't work like that. So they tell us, <laughs> so now they're like, well, now you guys have to write a check for 50K. Okay, cool. So I, I, so of course, because I'm a manager, I go to my guys and I say, hey, um, I go to my, the lawyer and I said, before we write a check for 50,000, is everybody writing a check for 50,000? Right. Because, you know. That's a good question. You know what I mean? So of course, I'm like, is everybody? And they was like, well, Sony is, but Sony's a billion dollar company. Miley Cyrus doesn't because Miley Cyrus has songwriter insurance. Exactly. What the fuck is songwriting? <laughs> right. So now they're like, so now I, I start learning the process. Anyway, long story short, that wound up costing my guys, uh, us, uh, at least 200K in fees and paying off. Because another thing they don't tell you about getting sued is, is that even though the guy had nothing to stand on, which he didn't. You still got to go. You still either got to go to court and his lawyers are going for the distance. Why? Because they get one third of what he gets. So they're like, we working to get anything. And every time we got to go to court, it's like, oh, you got to write the, the litigators another check for 100K. Oh, and now you start realizing that's what people say. It's million dollars, millions of dollars worth of insurance. I mean, legal fees. That's where it comes from. Because if you're being sued, you have to pay legal fees constantly and you have to pay litigators constantly, right? Because you're... Your lawyer in the music business, this is something else I had to learn, in the music business, your lawyer that handles your business, he might not, he's more than likely not a litigator. Oh. He's a transactional attorney. So two you gotta just learn how it goes. Oh. So I'm like, all right, they suing us, so you gonna handle that? No, I'm not a litigator. You have to hire a litigator. So you have to hire a litigator. And a lawyer? No, no. If you're in the music business, period, you should have a lawyer. But I'm saying if you're getting sued, oh. Nine times out of ten, your lawyer is not a litigator. Got it. They are a transactional lawyer. They handle that, right? So, you know, that wound up costing us six figures. But if we just had songwriter insurance, which we didn't know about, which here's the crazy part. I have so many friends in the business that I start calling about because obviously when you hear things, you're like, I don't. Like, it's like if I said songwriter insurance to somebody, I wouldn't want no one to say, like, almost you don't, you don't want to feel left out. 
So when my lawyer said it to me, I was like, oh, what's that? He said, oh, well, you should have it. It goes like this. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, well, maybe I don't know. So then I start calling all my friends in the music business and none of them ever heard oh, of it. Oh, okay. I was like, everybody knew just not nah, you. No, none of them okay. ever heard of it. But I will say this, that uh, I do know a company that has it and you should, uh, it, I'll put the website at the bottom, but I think that all artists and creatives should cover their ass because anybody can sue you for anything. And I, even if it's nothing to do with nothing, you still have to hire and pay lawyers. Get some, get some insurance, risk management insurance, and it'll cover it for you. So that's what I would say. That's really good advice. But yeah, so back to what you said about Bad Bunny. We don't know what the story is, but he's going to pay. No no matter what. He's going to pay. <laughs> and the crazy part is that we got sued. I, you guys will look it up because I don't know how much legally I could put out there, but the mo- amount of money we got sued f- with, we settled for like 0. .05 of that. Oh, jeez. So we settled and wrote a check, but... He just made it up. Mm-hmm. We didn't even, it was just, but it was like either keep paying lawyers millions money, of dollars yeah. and go to court or how much you want for this to go away? All right, give it to him. So it's, a, it's, yeah, it's dangerous. It's a dirty game. Um, so we actually have the first artist that is transitioning publicly. Gucci Man had an ex-artist named Little Wop. He had made the brave decision to come out and live his truth in a recent Instagram post. He said that <clears throat> he's officially transitioning. Do you think that he will be able to be successful in music nowadays, transitioning from male to female? I think there's a market for anyone. If you are a gay rapper that makes Halloween music and that's all you do, there is a market for it. So for me to ask, is there, do I think he can make it? I mean, dog, in this new music industry we're in, anybody can make it. If you want to make... Fireworks music, you can do that. Like if you want to make music for guys that wear green and white hats, you can do that now. And if there's a market for it, people will show up. And here's the best part. If there's not a market for it and the music is good enough, motherfuckers will stop buying green and white hats. So for me, to be honest with you, I don't think the decision was brave. I don't think it was brave. Why not? Um, I just think that it is, I just think that being yourself shouldn't have to be a brave thing. I think when we say it's brave, it makes other people feel like, well, maybe if it's brave, maybe I might not do it. Bro, he just living his truth. Live your truth. Whatever it is, there's a market for you. If, if you want to make music for married Christians who like to fucking swing, there's a market <laughs> for it, baby. The reason That's why I said brave, people. though, is because- no no I, get, no, I get why you're saying brave, but I'm, 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 you were right, by the way. I'm just saying we have to change the narrative. But I like that. Take away from this like, stigma we have to, Because that becomes a stigma. Yeah. Like, bro, he just, bro, just being himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, if you didn't like him before, you ain't going to like him now. And if you wasn't, if you were interested and you don't follow him, then you need to look in the mirror and ask yourself what the fuck wrong with you. Period. Like, I don't, if I like somebody, I don't care what they do at the end of the day. I like them. That's it. Half and half on that one, but tell me, no, no, what? no, because you know, you know how I feel about R. Kelly. That's that separating the artist from the music type thing, and I can't, I have a hard time with that. But we're not gonna get into that. What do you, what do you mean? Because you're saying like, if I like the music, I don't really care what you do, and I'm saying, no, 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 no. That's not what I said. I'm saying if you, I'm saying if you like the music and they want to go somewhere else, and you're not following them other place because it offends you. Oh, okay. Then something is wrong with you. All right. Like gotcha. when R. Kelly, I get an example when R. Kelly made "I Believe I Could Fly." If he was like, "I don't like him for that," he makes <laughs> sex songs. It's like, well, something wrong with you then because 
why you know can't I mean? he? Why can't he? You 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 want to only talk about sex. basically you're trying to keep them in a box. Mm-hmm. That's your fault, not their fault. Artists should be free. Okay, I knew that was gonna happen. Um, so Ti said that he is leading the way on AI music. We've been talking about AI music all over the place, but he had he's the first one to actually get permission to do an AI song, and he did it with Biggie. Um, Ti did. I mean, did I say Ti? You said Ti. Timberland. Oh, Timberland. Sorry, that's because my note got deleted by mistake, and now I'm freestyling. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was Timberland, and um, so it caused some controversy. Um, Ice Cube came out and said, "I do not support anything like this. If you use my voice, I'm gonna sue you. I'm gonna sue you, and I'm gonna sue the company that puts it out." I thought that was a big thing too, because he said, "I'm not just suing. Like, I wouldn't just sue Timberland. I would sue Apple Music for putting it out. I would sue Spotify." Do you think that? One, do you think Timbaland should be even messing with stuff like this? As an artist, how do you even... It goes back to what I just said. Artists should be free. There has to be limits. No. This is what I'm trying to tell you. The limit... First of all, the one thing I'll say to Ice Cube, and I don't know Cube, but before you start saying what you're going to do, if someone does something, you better make sure you have the right to do so. Mm-hmm. Because if Universal cuts a deal on uh, AI... And your catalog is a part of Universal. Now, don't get me wrong. They can respect you and say, you know what? Ice Cube's a guy. Let's respect him. But before you start saying you're going to sue, make sure you have the rights to sue. Like some, when, when streaming came, if you had to get permission if you owned the masters. Right. That's why Aaliyah wasn't streaming for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's why Jay-Z was able to say, I'm not putting reasonable doubt in my music on these platforms I'm going to put on title because he owned his stuff. So before you start saying what you're going to do if somebody does something, make sure you got a right to do that, number one. And um, I just think that, Timberland called me about this, by the way. Shout out to Timberland. That's a friend of mine. It's my best big bro. I love Timberland. And he called me about it. But the thing is, is that what's wrong with it? I don't see what's wrong with it. I just don't. I really, I, maybe it's me, but I, I think, I, let me ask you a question. We have the God Show. I'm going to ask you right now. Hit me out. We have the God Show. In 20 years, they're going to be able to have an a AI Ray and an AI Tamara filming the God Show like they're us. And I would hate that. And we're getting paid for what they're doing. <laughs> Shut your ass up. You ain't gonna be mad. You'll be like, okay, hey, bro. Because you see what I'm trying to say? So it's like, it's really, it's really just about how you view business. But if there's a way to be a virtual Ray and he can get programmed to go do what I do and I don't have to do it and I can still make money from it, why the fuck not? Yeah, but I'm thinking about it like from Biggie's children's like point of view. I get it because like, hey, if you put money to the state and we can still live off of it, but it's like my father's dead, let his let his legacy. And where it is, let it, like, well, you don't know what he would be well, rapping my, about well, today. My How do y'all... Is, my father is dead. R.I.P. to my father. And if someone can give bring my father back where I can hear his voice saying stuff to me or whatever, I would want it. It's all about preference. But if it's not how he really spoke to you, if it wasn't really what his messages was, it if it wasn't matter. really authentic... I haven't authentic. heard my father's voice in 20 years. If somebody can bring his voice to life and I could go talk to it, I would fucking love it. That's my we'll point. I'm just, I'm just saying it's all preference. And some people might say, oh, that's weird. But for right. me, it's not. I'm just saying uh, this world is full with opinions. And we got to stop feeling like uh, your opinion only affects you unless you're a celebrity or unless you lead a community. We do. So Y'all going to mess up history. I swear <laughs> to God. Like, it's just going to be so messed up. And people are not going to be able to tell what was real, what was fake. You know it's going to be a thing. You know who said that? 
There was a white person in a record label in the uh, 50s that said, if we let black people do music, we're going to uh, mess things. I'm just being honest uh, with you. You always yeah, got to hear the me race out. Card on oh, me. I'm, I'm just saying, we have to not be afraid of us going forward. Period. There was a guy that rode horses, and then somebody made a car. And that guy was like, I'm not riding no damn car. My horse, Michael, is going to drive. You know what I mean? It's just, that's the world we live in. The world, you will not, you will always be on the wrong side of history if you hate on the future. There's plenty of new artists out there. Like, why are we messing with stuff that is already good and perfect and that we love and appreciate. That's that's just like you said, it goes back to it preference. It goes back to preference. I got you. So we'll um I'm not mad at that. By the way, I don't I, I'm not mad at that. It doesn't bother me. Um oh Lord. Um Rick Ross and DJ Envy have been all over everybody's timeline for the past like two weeks eating each other up about their car shows. Um now it's getting personal. They're bringing families into it. Um it's getting crazy. My question is that both of them are doing really good stuff in the community as far as trying to educate everybody about real estate and entrepreneurship. And I think that they're kind of losing that message in the shenanigans that they're doing and trying to bring um, promotion to their car shows. How do you feel about the tactics that they're using to sell tickets? And do you think that is smart or do you think it's kind of hindering their brands? I think if me and you beefing, keep me and you in it. I think Ross went too far. When he stopped talking about his wife, period. I don't. If I'm beefing with you, I'm beefing with you. Mind you, Ross should know this because remember he was beefing with Fifty, and what Fifty did. You know, what I mean? remember what Fifty did. That Fifty released like a sex tape or something. It was. Yep. It's like I believe that if two men are beefing, they should beef. If I'm about to fight another man, I'm not going to beat his son up because his son is right there. I'll beat his wife up. So why would I bring his wife or his son into our business? I think. Ross went too far. I hope it's a setup. I hope they're working together. I hope that this is like a plan to sell cars. I mean, sell tickets. I pray it's that. But if it's not, and if Ross is right here, I tell him, bro, you went too far. And I'm a fan of Ross, but bro, leave families out of this shit. Don't bring that man wife into it because he got to go home to her. <laughs> and she probably look at him like, what the hell are you going to do about it? And he got to do something, right? That's all I was thinking. I was I'm like, saying, I know they're in the house. I'm just saying, you got to leave family out of it. Period. Just leave. That's my thing. Two men fight. Two men should fight. Two men beef. Two men should beef. So there are limitations. Does anybody was anybody worried about Faith getting killed when Biggie and Pac was beefing? No, we knew what it was. We knew what it was who it was about. Who was beefing? Everything else. Today we got to worry about that. The way these motherfuckers is moving. <laughs> <laughs> Keep, hide your wife. Hide your kids because they killing everybody. You got to. You got to. You got to worry about that. Okay. So. Tiana has been happen, helping the girls out um, with their stage presence. She recently worked with Lotto, and now Summer Walker has Bronco on board to help her because, girl, Summer needed some help. She was getting ate up on um, on Instagram and in all the comments because fans weren't really feeling her performances. So I think that is really smart to bring somebody like Tiana, who is an amazing performer on. Um, do you think that they're going in the right direction with Summer Walker's career by bringing somebody like Tiana on? I didn't know that. Yeah, so, first yeah, so they just the, the a clip came out this morning <laughs> or either last night of Tiana and Summer Walker in practice and it looks so good. Like it's it's real performance this time. It's not Summer Walker standing there looking at us like y'all forced me to be here. So I think that is really gonna elevate her career, it's gonna make her more of a performer. Here's my thoughts on Summer. If you're a fan of her and you're mad that she is not doing certain things, stop being a fan. 
or be a fan and accept that that's who she is. A lot of, it's weird to me how people, like, I'm not going to support an artist if they're doing something that I'm not, I don't support, period. So it's weird how people build people like Summer up and they'd be like, she's not performing. Well, you built her up, y'all. Well, I think like we just thought it was a phase because like in the beginning she was like, oh, I'm shy. Like I'm an introvert and all that stuff. And we was giving it to her in the beginning. Like, okay, girl, we'll deal with it. But then like her personality looked different than what she was putting out there. And then it's like, okay, I can understand you being shy the first year, the second year, but it's like, you're doing this. Like this is what you do for a living. The bigger you get, something you have to know about this world, y'all. The bigger you get, the more of an introvert you have to become. I can see it. it is just, so if you think that someone's going to get bigger and all of a sudden want to perform more, you don't understand the concept of fame. The bigger you become, the more of a recluse you become. That's why celebrities have these big ass houses with fucking bowling alleys and basketball courts in it. Because I can't go bowl no more. Mm-hmm. I can't go play basketball no more. I can't swim no more. She could perform once a year for all I care, but at least give us something good. Like with all you care because you're probably, you not, obviously can't be a fan. I'm a like uh, I listen to her music. I'm not like a fan. I wouldn't go buy a ticket because she's performing. Right, you're right. You know who she is, and you might like a song. That doesn't make someone a fan. That just means you're part of her audience. A fan is a fan. So you're not a summer fan. But if you are a summer fan and you're mad that she doesn't perform, either be a fan or don't. But complaining is so weird to me. Like it's just weird to me how everyone just feels entitled to everyone and what they do. That's why I'm the coach referee, because somebody, you need a black daddy in the room and say, y'all need to shut the fuck up. That is not y'all business. Oh, please. Artists need to grow, too. They can't just stay where they came in at. So, like, no. Adam Sandler you, be, you said who? Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler has been making the same the kind of movies for 25 years. Either you stay with him or you don't. I'm talking about music artists. To me, artists are creatives. He's a creative. He also writes and produces his movie. You were the same person who said that Drake made the same music for the longest and Jay-Z changed his music and, and we got why, to grow with why, him and so people want to grow with their, the no, person no, no. at their fan. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. You're right. That's why I fuck with Drake, but I rank Jay-Z and Kanye higher than him because... As talented and as consistent he is, the only knock on Drake is that he has not grown as an artist. That doesn't take him away from being a great fucking artist. That's what I'm saying. He didn't evolve as an artist, in my opinion. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't evolve the way he should. Like what I said about Drake was that if you listen to, Drake hasn't, Drake, like, I put like this, if you listen to Jay-Z's Where I'm From, he couldn't say that today. Right. Couldn't say that. He couldn't say Where I'm From. Right now, because he already did that. Drake made a hundred where I'm froms. And is still making more where I'm froms. And what I'm saying is that, but that does everyone has been fire. He's incredible. We'll make sure it's not no hate. I love Drake. He's in he's in my top ten rappers of all time by far. But the one knock on him is he didn't grow. I give you a knock on Jay Z if you want. I give you. A, I'm a. I'm a music nigga. I can give you a knock on anybody. I would love to hear a knock on Jay Z. Hmm. I ain't gonna lie, it's hard. Okay. I didn't expect that. I'll Hold on. No, 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 no. Let me see. I can give see. you a moment Let me see. To Let me see. Thoughts. Let me see. Let me see. Jay Z didn't chase commercial success. And when he did, it failed. Like, as Doc Carter's and all that, that's kind of commercial. No, no. When he did, he failed. Okay. In my lifetime, volume one, Shiny Suit Era, when he makes You Belong to the City and he makes the record with Babyface. You deserve to be my sunshine. 
By the way, Hove has said on record, I shouldn't have chased the shiny suit era. And he became that nigga when he stopped chasing. So, every, listen, bro, here's the thing. Every great player misses shots. Every great artist is going to miss his mark. You know why Drake has not failed and has not missed one time? You want to know why Drake has never failed? Because he's never reached for anything different. And the only time he actually did was on that Honestly Nevermind album where he was like, this is for music like this. That was a Sade one time. type that, music. Yeah. That That's was a, what I, I was. I was like, that this was a one is time, completely but it was, different. But, but, okay. it was, but it was still musically different. He didn't say anything lyrically different. Mm. The music was different, but lyrically he was the same as he you always You are absolutely been. right. I know I am. I wish people knew who I, I wish people knew that I have no malice in what I say. I just speak facts. By the way, if I was in a room with Drake and his label called and said, can you work with him? That would be what I would say. Mm-hmm. Can we take you somewhere else? Remember, he had a son and Pusha T aired him out. He didn't even announce he had a he son. He didn't even tell us, right. You know what I'm trying to say? You could tell that Beyonce being a mother changed him. You could tell Jay-Z being a father changed him. You could tell when Kanye got with, with, with Kim how it changed him. As you live and evolve, you're supposed to change. Drake is still certified lover boy. He's been that same person since the first mixtape. Mm-hmm. He's the same person. That's what I'm trying to say. I actually want to talk about, we're going to go to like the music, more music-based questions. Future's influence on drug culture. So somebody that- Spirit be trying to motherfucker. be trying to get me caught. I just want everybody to know, if you don't listen, I'm in the music business. I love it, by the way. It's great dancing. But Tamir I got this be like, from Barry Hefner, actually. Go ahead. go ahead. Let's go. He um, put a tweet Shout out, out and he was going off about Future's influence on drug culture. So um, this is Atlanta. Y'all love y'all Future. Um, and Future also has been on record saying that he does not do a lot of the drugs that he um, rapped about. Um, and you actually love to say that rappers speak more truth than R&B singers. So um, he clearly been lying in his music. How do we hold somebody as a black dad, actually, um, and he's a black father, how do we hold somebody accountable for putting that type of kind of culture into the world that he really wasn't even living? So he did all that drug music. He and- really wasn't. You, you said really wasn't. Let's stress that. Now, here's my thoughts, right? My thoughts is this, is I don't think Future came out and gave you what he was I don't think Future came out and gave us what he wasn't. Hit me out real quick, because I want to clear this up. Because it's more, it's less Future fault, and it's more society's fault. Okay, let's And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because when Future came out, he gave us what he was. Future didn't become drug, drug, drug guy until, like, Future was already a successful rapper. He was, like, already had platinum records and everything. I think, am I tripping? No, but Hit me out. I'm waiting. Hit me out. So my thing is, is that you got, Future just has understood his market and what they want from him, right? Future is like, Future saying he doesn't use the drugs as much, but he still talks about it, is equivalent to someone owning a McDonald's, but saying, I don't eat the food, but people want the food, so I'm going to sell it because I'm a businessman. That's not a good way of looking at it? Yeah, I could, I could see that. So but what I I'm s- saying is that I think the only problem that occurs in is when you start off saying that. So if you come in a room and say, this is who I am, and that's not you, now you're appropriating culture. But when I think of Future Search, I talk about drugs, he was on them. And then he probably stopped trying to talk about drugs. He did at one point, and he wasn't as hot. And then he came back on his toxic <laughs> shit, and he goes big. So is it Future, or is it society? Oh, it's society, then, I guess. Am I tripping? we wouldn't consume it. 
Listen, you gotta you gotta give the people what they want. So a businessman would. If we do the God show, if they say stop talking about food and we're gonna get millions of followers, we will be having food here talking about it all day, right? Because we're gonna serve the consumer, right or wrong. <laughs> yes. That doesn't make us fake, does it? No. That just means we're business people. Yeah. Future is not being fake. He's just being a businessman at this point. This is what y'all want. This is what I'm gonna do. Period. I can see that. What is the best rap step storytelling song of all time? Either Biggie, I got a story to tell. Or Jay-Z Allure. That's not what I had on my bingo card. Jay-Z Allure is my favorite Jay-Z song by far. And I've been, I, I, if I could do one thing with Hove, it'd be, I just want to make a movie called Allure about that song. It's that fucking good. And by the way, I had this idea 12, 13 years ago. <laughs> I swear to God, I was like, I, I remember calling friends, like, I don't know Hove, but he should do this. And I would... Allure. So, Allure or Got a Story to Tell, and maybe Slick Rick Children's Story. Okay, there we go. I was on, I was on the same path as you. Okay. Oh, and King Von. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Got a yes. drop on it. Yes. What? Hard. Definitely, you did them. You hit, you hit, you hit that right under there. Um, so, what is the greatest one-hit wonders of all time? Give me three. I don't know a greatest... The most disrespectful thing you can call any artist is a one-hit wonder. Well, if you only got one hit... Well, then... you only got... We're not going to go there. We're going to skip it? No, no, no. It's not cool. It's, it's okay. One-hit wonders? What's a good one? First thing I can think about is who let the dogs out? I don't even know who the fuck sings it. <laughs> you know why I know that song? Because of the Rugrats movie. That's what I'm trying to say. The song is... The guys that wrote it, sing it, come right in here. We'll be like, how you doing, sir? Are you looking for somebody? So I was, that's the first thing part of my head. But I just hate calling artists one-hit wonders because I just hate it, man. You work with artists? They some sensitive motherfuckers, man. I only work with one artist. Like I, I, can say, I can say 99 positive things about your ass as an artist, but the one time I say, but I didn't like his hat, he's a fucking hater. We hate him, da-da-da. And it's like, bro, I, I just said all these positive stuff. About, if somebody said, we love the God show, but we hate Ray Glass, I'm not going to be like, man. I'm going to be like, <laughs> well, okay, well, I like him, but I'm glad you like the God show. It's just weird. Artists are like very different. So it's hard to just say one hit wonder. What's the first thing pop in your head? Um, I don't know if that's a one. Say it. No, talk it to wonder. the mic. Oh, I don't think my. he's a one hit wonder though. Who? It wasn't me. Shaggy? No, right? Yeah, See? but that's just that's that's why I said I don't Not think Shaggy I'm gonna who be sung Mr. Boombastic. See, I knew I wasn't gonna I knew I wasn't gonna be right. See, that's why I wasn't even gonna You're my angel, you're my darling. Like, See, that's why I wasn't even gonna touch that's it why with it's a stick. Dangerous because say I know someone is a one hit wonder because there might be a fan of that person in the room. Like who knows say, who let the, the dogs ten out. Other they're ones, like, yep. you don't know the fifteen other songs? It's like, no, I'm sorry. So I wouldn't disrespect, but by the way, the hardest thing to do as an artist is make a hit. So I'd rather be a one-hit wonder than a no-hit, no, a no-hit nobody. Mm-hmm. Bobby McFerrin can still perform Don't Worry, Be Happy right now. Facts. Fuck it. Timeless music. I think that that's the key, making timeless music. If you are going to do it, make sure it's timeless. So like you said, you could perform it. Speaking of, Miguel's short thing is number one on pop radio due to it really? going viral on... Um, TikTok, 13 years after its original release. How do you feel about um, what TikTok is doing for re, 
kind of rebranding and re-releasing songs. I think it's incredible. I think that I, if you pay attention to songs right now that are going viral, every song that's going viral is going viral because it's attached to a piece of content. If I was a label, I would hire a content house. You can hire L Y I if you want, and I would find. I would. I would try to make content every day, re, uh, reappropriating content that matches our songs because you just never know. Mm-hmm. Like that Chris Brown Robotussin record that yep. came out five years ago yep. and went number one three or four years later. Why? Because of content. The, the Beyonce uh, Cuff It record went viral because of content. Everything that's going viral right now is going viral because of content. Why is why are artists not using that? Once again, you know the artists that are not going viral? The artists are like, I'm tired of this TikTok shit. Because mm-hmm. you think TikTok is only dancing. Meanwhile, another artist is like, how can I fit myself on TikTok? Mm-hmm. Wherever there's a moment in life, there's a moment for music. Ooh, put no, it on a t-shirt. No, I'm serious. Wherever mm-hmm. there's a moment in life, there's a moment of love, a moment of anger, a moment of hurt. There's a moment for music. So why are you not trying to match your music to moments? Bring it to us. Really good advice. You got to pay this man the money. Um, it's prom season. The kids are going crazy. Um, should teenagers be driving fancy cars to prom? Once again, that's preference. When my son or my daughter or the kids in my life go to prom, they will be driving whatever the fuck they want. If no, Little I Raymond would get said, them a driver no, because- Little Raymond, I'm no. saying, even if that Little Raymond said, I want to arrive in prom in a helicopter. You can have a helicopter. He's not going to drive the helicopter. That's my, that's my point. I'm just saying, that's not my preference. If he said, I want to drive one of your cars, daddy, he could. My, I don't but, want my kids driving on prom night. I just think it's too risky on prom night. I would hire a professional driver no matter what. Like, I just don't want what's that. What's the difference in prom night and anything else? Because kids might go get drunk and, like, oh, prom see, is usually, see, like. from her perspective. I ain't never drunk in my life. No, I'm just, I mean, I have, How many I'm, people in the world have, drunk, have, have drunk, never. No, I've drunk liquor, but I'm saying I didn't taste liquor until I was 29, 20, 30 years old. Taste it. So I, I was at go. eighth grade trying to still a bit out you the You were. Sneak. That's why you don't <laughs> want back. your kids yeah. driving. The apple don't fall far from the tree. So no, you understand. Oh. I'm not worried about little Raymond drinking at all. Well, I don't, yeah, even, I I don't even cross yeah, my mind. If you, know, if you know your kids, yeah. I'm just I guess saying, that's I just know thing. he got me in him. It doesn't even cross my mind that he's going to drink or follow the crowd. It literally does, because I've never followed the crowd. Or so I don't even worry about that. I just seen too many, like, that. that's the saddest story ever to see kids getting killed after prom because they were driving their father's raced car and they really shouldn't have. So my suggestion is hire drivers if you don't have a kid like little Raymond at home that you trust blindly. Um, and then the second thing with prom season coming is kids are being... Um, Really elaborate with their send-offs this year. They're having, like, backdrops, um, DJs, all type of things. Um, The conversation has been based that Kevin Hart's daughter kind of went to prom, very simple, in a plain green dress. Fashion Nova, wasn't it? I I don't know. They did say it was Fashion Nova. I wasn't sure. Oh, okay, so it was Fashion Nova. Probably got a drop. That was a deal, but... That's Probably neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is that they didn't do the whole big thing. And they're saying, like, that's how the rich is staying rich. And then we, the people um, in neighborhoods that aren't. Hold on. Aren't you the same person that said my mom had me wearing Gucci to school when I was in high school? Yeah. What? What's the difference? What? What? No? No. My, but let me <laughs> tell you. Okay. My mom, my prom was a little, but. 
One thing my mother always said to me is like, I have to send you to college. My mother was very clear about budgeting her money and making sure that certain things were prioritized. And my grades also had to reflect anything that I got. If I was not getting straight A's, my mother was not buying me, me the out. other stuff. Hit me out though. But if we look at holistically, if you, say if you're making 100000 a year, which is good, right? Especially in the mm-hmm. early, late 90s, early 2000s, make 100000 a year was good money. If you buy a $1,000 Gucci bag, or let's say if you buy a Gucci bag and you buy your kid a Gucci shirt, whatever. Let's say you spent twenty five hundred at the Gucci store. You just spend two point five percent of your income on something that is not going to make you money back. So it's never smart to buy that shit, unless that's what you use to market yourself, and that's a part of your money, right? So I hate. By the way, I hate when people post pictures of Bill Gates and. And Warren Buffett, they say not one Gucci belt mm-hmm. in there. Well, guess why they don't have to? They don't wear a Gucci belt because they don't have to. Mm-hmm. But if I'm a black music exec, mm-hmm. I better wear a Gucci mm-hmm. belt because I'm trying to sign a young black kid. And if he, if I don't know the right thing to wear, how I'm gonna help him? Mm-hmm. So we gotta chill with the. They don't do that. P from QC has to pull up to his meeting in a Rolls Royce. Yes. Mike Karen can Uber X to his meeting. Because a black kid doesn't expect Mike Karen to live his life that clear. But if a black kid expects a black man from the hood with money to live his life like that. So is it wrong for Peter to buy a Rolls Royce? No, it's a part of his business. So we gotta stop being so so we gotta stop being so judgy on expensive stuff. If if I gotta use that honey to attract bees, then leave me the fuck alone. That's my honey. I guarantee you Bill Gates and Warren Buffett do something that people in their world is like, holy shit, did you see what Bill Gates just did? He bought the company. It's, it's all relevant. So I just hate that narrative in our community. If you could afford it, you could afford it. But I wouldn't go into debt sending my child to Where college. Where can you? But that's what I'm saying. Can you afford it? I mean, it? to pause, I guarantee you, if your mother had a choice to put all of that money that she spent on you on clothes in Bitcoin right now, back then, you guys would be fucking filthy rich. So like I said, it's relative. Everything we do is relative. But just because it works for you don't mean it got to work for fucking me. Mm. And that's my issue. That's what I became the coach referee. Because I is a refer- concept of a referee is someone who sits in the middle and says, you're wrong or you're wrong or you're right or you're right. And I just really want to say, why do you give a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does, is what he eat and make you shit? No. So why do you care? Mm. That's what I'm trying to say. That's why you're Tamara America's believes black that wearing expensive shit is important. Then I know some black families like uh, Tehran... Tehran is one of the most successful black men I know. His wife is not spending no money on expensive shit. She's not, but they're going to fly their kids first class to London and send them to college in France. That's how they want to spend their money. Everybody flexes their money the way they want to. It is your choice. But it's never smart unless it's your business. And if it's not your business, you just wearing Gucci to school because you're in high school because you want to tell all the kids in high school you got more money than them or my family is better than yours. I remember growing up in the projects and it was this video game. You know, everybody in the projects had, you know, Sega, Genesis or Nintendo. It was this one video game that was like more expensive than all of those, like six times more expensive. It was called Neo Geo. If you, if you don't remember, I could be aging myself. It doesn't <laughs> matter. But it was a game called Neo Geo. And Nintendo's cost like $100. Neo Geo cost six or 700 I remember kids in the projects bragging on, I got a Neo Geo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're still in the fucking projects mm-hmm. though. How much, how are you better than me? I hate, one narrative I hate that black people do is that we think our things that we have make us better. 
and it doesn't make us better. <clears throat> Our character makes us better, not the shit I have. Do you know where we got that mentality from? I guarantee you it's something to do with race. Of course, slavery is the foundation no, of okay. this. I don't think they were slaves worried about who wore Gucci back then. Well, what happens is... <laughs> Just being honest with What you, happened okay. is the only time the slaves, and I've said this on the show before, the only time the slaves got to look nice is when our masses took us out on Sunday and dressed us up for church. So we would wear our Sunday's best. So that's why we started thinking the only time we were accepted by the white people and we felt kind of included were when we were dressed in our Sunday's best. So we started dressing to be accepted by white people. So that's why we lead with trying to look if we go in a store and we don't have like I get dressed to go shopping I get dressed to go to Saks and stuff like that because I don't feel like them even playing with me I need them to know when I come in there that I'm there to spend money and that you need to run over here and get this commission real quick I don't need you sitting there watching me to see if I'm stealing now, so now, now, now let me give you my side I'd rather walk in with some dirty clothes on and see who's going to treat me with You're respect. You're rich. I'm poor over here trying to spend my little coin <laughs> <laughs> no, no no I'm just saying when I went to buy my first car cash I walked in with sweatpants and I wanted to see who was going to be nice to me. And whoever was nice to me, that's who got the commission. I don't want to uh, use trinkets to attract fakes. I'd rather be mm. real and attract real. Once again, it is all about perspective and it's all relative. So that's what I'm saying. Like for me, that's what it is. But you had to learn that. I'm pretty sure you was outside trying to buy the Gucci belts and stuff in the beginning. No, I, I did, no, I did a lot of dumb shit. I did. And Here's the best part. I'm not going to teach my kids to do that. My kid tell me he wants a Gucci shirt. I'm going to be like, why? Take that money and put, find something that's going to pay you back. I'm just saying, we're supposed to be better. And I have something that I owe it. Like, by the way, I remember sitting at a table and I said, it's at a room full of black people. And they looked at me like, what the fuck did you just say? And I said, I never teach my kids about slavery. Now, here's why. Here's Wait. why. I don't believe in teaching my kids. I don't, I don't believe in teaching my kids about slavery. Why would I take them to a time when we weren't good enough? You said something. You said our, our. You said our, our masters. Hold so me out. Hit me out. Hit me out. You said our masters. You will never hear me say our master. I'm my own master. My ancestors have masters, maybe, but I'm my own master. That's what I mean. I don't want to talk about something that I like. You know, it's like. Are you in this? You're not in the sports right now, are you? You're not in the sports. I'm, I'm are you? sorry, I can't. I okay, so can't. let me get. Let me. Okay, so yeah. I like to do comparisons and parables. Hit me out real quick. The Celtics are were down 0-3. Historically speaking, any team in the NBA that was down 0-3 is zero in 149. Mm -hmm. If you're the Celtics, you can't focus on that number because that number is going to make you say, "Well, shit, we should just give up." Nobody has ever done it before. Right or wrong? Am I right or wrong? So when you coaching a team, you don't tell them what we up against. You say, let's just win one game. Let's just win another game. That's a disservice. You don't, no, no, hit me out. So what I'm telling you is I'm not saying that I don't want my children to one day know, learn about slavery. I'm saying, why the fuck am I telling them when they five? I'm not saying tell them when No, no, they no five. I'm saying, by the way, my son is 14. And I said this 10 years ago. He was four. And it was like, you need to tell your son about slavery. I'm like, why? I agree I that? that there's a certain age That's where your kids I'd need to tell know about they, slavery. They need to know about slavery. They need to know what what our ancestors went through to get to them where they are right now. That's why kids don't appreciate shit because they think everything was just given to them that way. That's the. I want to say something. You are 100% right. They need to learn about slavery, but they need to learn when it's time. 
I agree with that. Kids don't need to learn about sex either until it's time, right? Oh, you know what? Kids don't need to learn about financial literacy until it's time. So I'm telling you that there's a time and place for everything. But as of right now, my kids, we don't talk about slavery because my kids, their narrative, there's white people on our property cleaning it up right now. Think about that. Like, so why would I tell them at one point we was outside cleaning it up and they were in the house that so we- So they could appreciate it a little no, bit more. No, 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 Started no, Started no. from the bottom, no, no. now we here. I, they, I make them appreciate it by teaching them lessons, but I don't tell them when they were short. It's like, it's like what's the word? Naivety? Ignorance is bliss, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you don't need to know what you're up against. It's like my artist came to love child. He's sitting right there. He just signed a record deal. I know one out of every 10 record deals is successful. I know that. I'm not going to take away his bliss and say, man, this is a 90% chance you ain't going to make it. I wouldn't do that to him. I'm like, let's focus on what we do and we will make it. It's all about how you package it. By the way, I got to say something. It's something I got to say as a culture referee. It's something that's super important. It's two words that have fucked us up and I got to stand on this right now. It's two words that fucked us up that we need to reverse. Number one, we need to reverse. It's two words that society sees. One is positive, one is negative, and we have to change it. The positive word is humble. If you look up the definition I'm of humble, humble is a negative thing. One to, one to minimize oneself. Yeah, we're any, trying to humble the black like, woman. And then another word is, hold on. So I'm going to read two comments. Here's humble. Having or showing a modest or low estimate of one own, one's own importance. That's the definition of humble. Do you want your kids to be humble? Nope. You understand what I'm saying? Now I think like, damn, I don't want to be that. Now here's, a, here's another word. I'm just going to read the fucking definition. And tell me, do you want your kids to be like this? A person who has excessive interest in or admiration of themselves. That's, you want your kids to be that way, right? Yeah. That's called a narcissist. Oh. So a narcissist, that's someone who thinks highly of himself is a negative thing. And someone who thinks low of themselves being humble is a positive thing. Now, you could be, you have humility. That's different. Mm. But being humble, I'm not teaching my kids to be humble. And I'm going to teach my kids it's okay to be a narcissist. Because narcissist is something that I want you to be. Someone who loves and has admiration for themselves. And humble is something I don't want you to be. Someone who doesn't think anything of themselves. Mm. That be humble shit. Since you talk so much, that be humble shit is the shit that the slave masters told the black people we being real. We don't talk about that, though. They didn't tell them be humble. They told them you wasn't shit. No, they, no, they no, 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 no. When we start getting into Jim Crow era and all that other shit, it was like, you niggas is free, but don't come in here with that bullshit. Be humble. Be happy that you're, be happy that you're getting welfare and food stamps. That's what they told us. And I'm, and I'm saying, fuck that. That's why I'm the culture referee, because I'm not afraid to say that's bullshit. Manipulation, another word. People say it's negative, right? It? Manipulation is not negative. Look at Dennis Rodman. Before Phil Jackson, after Phil Jackson, during Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson manipulated him to believe he could be something. I manipulate artists to believe that they could fucking fly because I know they can if they wanted to. They just don't know they could fly. So manipulation is not a bad word. But don't try to manipulate me. Motherfucker, what if it's, a, what if it's for a good reason? Right. I'm trying to manipulate you to believe you could be more. Is that a bad thing? We just, it's just certain words of society that we look at as that we're seeing wrong. Never going to tell my kids be humble. I'm going to tell my kids be grateful, be thankful. But I'm going to always say, you could be a narcissist around this motherfucker. Because <laughs> a narcissist just means you love and, the, and happy and have admiration for yourself. And you should. There's not one successful person in the world that started from nothing that became successful that is not a narcissist. Mm. You better fucking believe that. That's the secret that they learned. Somebody got to do it. 
All right. So in closing, I want to ask you an American Dad question. I love American Dad question. Um, American Black Dad. American Black Dad. I'm a black man. Ooh, I, I, wanna, I got I wanna, two of them. I want to stand. I want to stress that. I'm black. I'm right, a black so dad. I'm, I'm a dad, but I'm a black dad. So I see the world way different. It goes back to that can white women raise... Oh, I never thing. want to touch that again. They ate you know, no, for months on that one. Don't ever feel bad. And um, this is whoever listening, I want to say this. Don't ever feel bad for challenging people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. We got to teach. I teach my kids that. If I say something you don't believe, ask me. I grew up in a house where my mom said, you better do what the fuck I tell you. I'm going to slap the shit out of you. So when you get into society, you start following the rules. I want my kids challenge everyone and everybody. And if somebody has a problem with you challenging them, that means that they're against you. They don't respect you, period. So when I tell my kids something, and I also teach them to negotiate everything, Mm. don't take what I offer you, counter. Because that's what life is. Am I right or wrong, Jack Dance? (laughs) Period. So my thing is that we got to start. That's why I stepped off the porch to talk. Because I feel like we're not teaching each other Right, because I know if I listened to what was told to be by authorities and older people around me, I would be working at Delta, running fucking bags. But because I listened to me, those people that were telling me what to do, they don't have to work no more. Thank God. <laughs> um, what's a question that every parent should ask themselves before their, when, their teen, when their children are in the, entering the teenage years? Was a, a, a question that every parent should ask? I would probably say, uh, did I prepare my child? Mm-hmm. For the world, um, my mom didn't prepare me for the world. My mom just pumped fear in me. I didn't smoke weed because I was afraid of my mom. I haven't smoked weed to this day, but I remember being fourteen and you know everybody exploring smoking. And I remember my friends smoking. I remember being like, I don't know what your mom's gonna do, but if Lorraine Daniels pulls up and sees me with anything in my mouth, she's going to fuck me up. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so for me, it's like for me, it's like. I'm just yeah, saying, so. that's why I didn't do it. That's why I didn't do it, period. Okay, so in closing, um, one time you told me, ask your music movie questions. You're a big movie person. So what movie changed your viewpoint on how a man should behave? That could be millions of movies. That could be anything. It could be any movie. You got to get way more specific when you ask that. Well, I was going to say the definition of a man, but I thought maybe... Okay, a great... Definition of a man movie, first thing pops in my head is Friday when Craig's character was about to go shoot Debo and his father caught him with the gun and was like, put the gun down and fight like a man. Mm-hmm. That shit stuck with me. So, by the way, we don't even have those moments in movies anymore. Mm-hmm. Or when Boys in the Hood and Trey was about to go retaliate for his best friend getting killed and his dad. And his dad was in his head. He was like, let me out the car. Mm-hmm. We just need more of that. It's a lot of movies, by the way. I, movies have been my greatest teacher and music. Okay. And then my last one, because I have one more movie. And one. I want to... Go ahead. Go ahead. But you kind of touched on it. What death in a movie really had an impact on you growing up? That's a... Man, by the way, you asked some really good questions. Thank uh, you. Death that had a had a effect Mine's on me. Mine was The Lion King. <laughs> I was so traumatized when I father died. <laughs> I was so traumatized. Uh, first death that popped in my head was was um, Menace to Society. Yeah, I thought I thought that. The reason why true. was because he was trying, like he was trying to get better. It was like he was 
gonna go to Atlanta. He made his mind up and he died saving a kid over fucking abroad. Mm-hmm. It was just like, fuck. By the way, I just wanna say this to, this is super important. I just gotta get this out. To all black men, we don't, we don't always, we don't, okay, let me start off. I gotta say it's important. To black men, don't kill or die over a woman. Because if you kill over her and you go to jail, when you're in jail, somebody gonna get it again. And if you die, somebody gonna get it while you're dead. So please, black men, stop killing and fighting over, like if you're gonna hurt each other, hurt each other over principle or something different, but don't let it be over a woman. Because when you go, somebody gonna get it. It's very important to say, I'm just like, you gotta think like that. I agree with you. Niggas, so. go to, niggas go to jail and then he go to jail for doing something. That she, he's in jail and she's she out right getting, outside. taking a pound town every day. <laughs> now, and you can't do nothing about it. But you stood on it. If, if she want to go somewhere else or if another dude want to, let him have her. Now, if somebody disrespect her and you do that way different, yeah. that's man shit. But I'm saying don't die or kill over your woman messing with another man. Because I just saw a story about a guy doing that. By the way, and rest in peace, Tina Turner. Oh, yes. R.P. Tina. She had an amazing, amazing, amazing legacy. It would be no Beyonce without her, if you ask me. But yeah, I would say no Beyonce without Tina Turner. But I mean, not Tina Turner without Diana Ross. But, you know, it is what it is. Influences. But yeah. Anyway, this is the Culture (laughs) Report. I am a girl from Harlem. (laughs) Who you? And this is Ray Daniels, aka the Culture (laughs) Referee. Make sure you guys subscribe. Boom. Make sure you guys follow us. Make sure you are commenting on all of our posts and sharing and saving our videos, guys. See you guys next Friday. This is the Culture Report. Oh, oh, oh. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.